It like hurts to open my eyes. I think they're just super sensitive to the light. There's not much to see in the ED anyway, so you can keep oh, them cool. It kind of smells bad. I don't think I want to see what it looks like. You smell bad or the ED? Both. <laughs> I thought you took a shower earlier. Did you forget to wash? I was just a little distraught because my eyes hurt so bad. It sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Uh, well, I came here and made it a you problem. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Emergency Medicine Journal Club podcast. It's the only medical education podcast that says they'll take a week of a break and then take a month of a break. It's the medical education podcast where medical students teach each other about emergency medicine. My name is Armand. I'm going into emergency medicine and I'm joined by my iconic co-host. I'm joined by Nikita, Adam, and Kyle. Hi guys, I'm Nikita. I'm a fourth year medical student going into EM. Hi, I'm Adam. I am also hoping to get an EM if they so choose to accept me into their elite club. Hey, I'm Kyle, and I'm also going into emergency medicine. Yay. Guys, I haven't actually seen you in a long time. Well, Nikita, you've never been on the podcast, but the other two, I haven't seen you guys in a while. Literally Um, never seen her. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for the warm welcome, Kyle. (laughs) Perfect. This is what we want. This is the banter that we want. I haven't seen you guys in a while. What is new in your lives? I got a dog. This is what I was hoping you would talk about. Yeah, she's beautiful. Ella's over here sleeping. I guess we have to start saying Lulu is a producer too, right? She can be the MWIT producer. Okay, perfect. Okay, Kyle got a dog. That's pretty big yes. news. How about you guys? What are, what's up with you? You're fourth years now? Is that is that like official? Like when does the transition happen? Close enough. I'm clear. Anything new happening in your life, Nikita? Really? Tell us your life Medical story. Spanish class. We don't know anything about From it. New York. We're ready for um, all of it. From birth to now. What do you now. want to know? <laughs> birth to now. Okay. So we have a couple hours, then I can tell you guys everything. I would pay to see someone spend hours on their life story. I don't think that they could do it. I think eventually you just get tired about talking about yourself and be like... Yeah, I don't think I could talk about myself that much. Medical Spanish, though, is really... Everybody, you know, poops on medical Spanish, but there's a telenovela during it that I actually legitimately enjoyed. You know, I especially love, though, that it's from, like, the 80s. That's what really makes it super enjoyable. It's definitely not. It was filmed like it's filmed in the 80s, but, like, these people are... I looked at the actors' profiles. I went deep. And this was filmed maybe five years ago. Let me tell you about the format of the podcast. It's going to be the same as it's always been. It'll be Kyle this time walking Nikita and Adam through a case. Not me though, because I actually know the end of this case. And you guys are going to be trying to get through this with your collective dignity and honor intact at the end. And hopefully the patient will be alive and well, but who knows, maybe they'll have a terrible, terrible experience and and not be okay at the end. I didn't mean for this to go this way at the beginning of that sentence, but you'll see why uh, I don't feel bad about saying all that stuff very soon. We have some goals on this podcast, guys. They are one, to learn one new thing, two, for that thing to be about emergency medicine, and three, to have some fun. So, Kyle, teach us. Okay, it is 1.52 a.m. You're on your overnight shift on your ED rotation, and your attending, Dr. Irido, asks you to go see a patient who was just brought back. They're a 25-year-old male presenting with an eye complaint. I guess I should say, I'm going to be playing Nurse Barb today. You're looking mighty fine today, Nurse Barb. Thanks, Thanks for the yeah, patient. I've been doing arm day, you know. Nurse Barb, what can you tell me about Nothing, the patient? Nothing, I haven't seen them yet. So who triaged them? A triage nurse. Can I open up the computer and see what it said triage yeah, it nurse said? 25-year-old male presenting with an eye complaint. We have no other information. Can you fire the triage nurse nope. and get a new one? Yeah, let's get right on that. That'll. Let's do that while uh, your patient is waiting. They're brought to main chair six, which is where you can find them if you would like to go see them ever because you don't have to but well i want to chart review them because that's what i'm told to okay. get me you look at the chart and you see a visit for back pain you see a chest x-ray there and it's a normal chest x-ray maybe we go see the patient then 
All right, someone did something smart. You guys go see the patient. So what's the story? Hi, my name is Dr. Squirrel, working with Dr. E. What brings you in today? Um, my eyes are really hurt. Both of them or one of them? Both of them. How long has that been going on? It started at like 11, and I was just like a little irritated then. I kind of thought it was like allergies. Um, so I like went and showered, tried to wash my eyes out, and when I got out of the shower, it was just horrible pain, and I can't really keep them open now. This ever happened before? I don't really think so. When I was a kid, I had shingles in my eye, and that hurt a lot, but it wasn't quite like this. And that was also just one eye, not both of them. Do you wear contacts? No. Any trauma to your eyeballs? Not that I know of. Did you take any medication? Took my Claritin, hoping it would help. I took Tylenol, too, to try to help with the pain, but it didn't do anything. Does anything make it worse? It's just, like, constant pain. It, like, hurts to open my eyes. I think they're super sensitive to the light. There's not much to see in the ED anyways. You can keep oh, them cool. close. Kind of smells bad. I don't think I want to see what it looks like. You smell bad or the ED? Both. <laughs> I thought you took a shower earlier. Did you forget to wash? I was just a little distraught because my eyes hurt so bad. Sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. I had why I came here and made it a you problem. Do you have any, like, tearing of your eyes or, like, redness? Yeah, a lot. I mean, I don't know if they're red. I can't open them to look in a mirror, but they're super watery. What do we see on, like, in general in his eyes? Are they, like, swollen? Are they crusty? You see a mid-20s male with a hat on and a hood up and his eyes closed and he's looking down covering his eyes with his hands. Do you have anything else going on? Like a headache or trouble? Like, did you notice any trouble seeing? No, like, my vision's fine. I just can't open my eyes because it hurts too much. My nose is super runny too. Has the pain gotten... You said the pain started kind of mild and then got worse or he just sudden onset? It started as like a little bit of irritation around like 11 and then I showered and after that it was just started to get more like stabbing and then kind of over the next past like two hours it just got way worse and it's excruciating pain now. I feel like I should be worried. Why are you worried, Dr. E? I'm worried about the acute onset and that it's like a stabbing pain in both eyes. I don't want him to lose his vision. I would also be worried about that. What do you do for work? I'm a student. Where? Here. Like, what department? Medicine. I want to be a doctor. Have you had any exposures to any caustic materials or gases? No. Do you have any other healthcare issues? I have asthma. What do you take for that? Take fluticasone every day, and I'll beat her all if I need it. Can we get some vitals on this, dude? Yeah, Nurse Burr up here. I'm going to come over here. I'll do a quick uh, get, get some vitals. He's in the chair, though. I'm not going to come up to a monitor. We can get a set of vitals for you. All right. Temperature is... 36.2. Pulse is 77. Respiratory rate is 16. BP is 133 over 90. And O2 is 100 on room air. Awesome. Can we get an eye exam? Okay. What do you want to do for your eye exam? Extraocular movements. Do you want to like maybe look at his eyes first? He's yeah, still got them covered in his hands and his hat and his hood. Yeah, sure. He tries to open his eyes, but he can't keep them open for you. Are they crusty? Are they puffy? What are they? You can't hold them open long enough for you to tell. Even with them closed or periorbital edema or anything? You don't see anything abnormal. Redness? Swelling? Nope. You see some tearing. I look in the mouth? You don't see anything. I guess you see a normal mouth. (laughs) (laughs) There is something there. They don't have a mouth, it's just glued shut. It's just a black void when, you, when he opens his mouth. Black hole. Do you want to maybe hold his eyes open and look at him? Yeah, I don't want to hurt the patient. 
Can we call Opto and have them come down? Yeah, sure. Hi, this is Opto. What's up? This person's eyes hurt. Okay. What's hurting it? I have a headache. Eyes hurt. What do you what do you think we should do? Um, I mean, have you done an eye exam at all? Can't open his eyes. Did you try opening them for him? I will. Okay. I'll call you back later. Thanks. Thanks. Can we force his eyes open? Yeah, sure. You do that and you see his eyes are now open because you're holding them open. What's his sclera look like? I will show you. This is what you see. That looks like it hurts. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does. Can I close my eyes now? Sure, why not? Thank you. So for people at home, he has like conjunctival redness. You see the sclera has brown, not hemorrhages, but it looks like brown vessels like on the medial aspect of the cornea. I would argue against your conjunctival redness. I think it's more around the iris, actually. It's more red around the limbus than it is around the conjunctiva or around the eyelid margins. You know what I mean? Look at the edge. It's like it gets a little bit more white as you get further away from the iris and it's more red as you get closer to the iris. Yeah, no, the sclera is fine. I'm talking about the conjunctiva, the inside of the eyelid. Oh, sure. There's no like purulent discharge. Nope. No clear, like obvious trauma to the eye. Nothing from just looking at it. Is the light more bothersome or is like holding it open or holding the the eye open more bothersome? The light just really, really hurts. You guys were in the middle of doing something before you realized that his eyes were closed and weren't going to open. This is Nurse Barb, by the way. I don't know if you wanted to continue doing that stuff while you had his eyes open here. The rest of the eye exam, maybe not like looking at the pupils of the light, but can we do the extraocular movements now? His extraocular movements are intact. We probably still do a pupillary response just to see if there's a cranial nerve problem. Sure. You pry his eyes open and you shine the light in and his pupils are three millimeters and reactive on both sides. He wasn't happy about it, but he survived. Can we take him to that fun chair over in the corner? Do you mean main chair six that he's already sitting in? I don't know (laughs) what main chair six is. It's the chair you're talking about. Oh, the one with the eye stuff? Yeah. Okay. What would you like to continue doing with him in the same room he was already in? We do the thing where you look inside the eyeball, one where they put their chin in it. Yes, that's. that's I actually don't know, Kyle. What is the name of that machine? That's the slit lamp? Okay, Okay. yeah. Yeah, it's a slit lamp. We do a slit lamp exam. Sure. How are you going to do it? Pry his eyes open with one hand and look at it with the other. Is there anything you want to do before that? Probably dilate them. Do you want to do that right away? Do you want to do anything else before that put that green shit in it okay nurse barb here i brought you your green it says fluorescein on the side here you go is there a rule about doing fluorescein versus the dilated stuff first like is there a rule which one goes first you know i actually don't like know if that's one affects question. the other or if you have to wait in between because i mean that's a lot of chemicals in the eyeball i don't think they serve the same purpose. well i know I but i wasn't sure if they interacted with each other and needed a washout or something i think for the cases of this that you guys should just go and for both it. at the same time wait i have a question can we do just like a fundoscopic exam without dilating him this poor guy is having some light sensitivity i feel like he's going to be really uncomfortable yeah sure dilate him you search the entire emergency department for a fundoscope and you can't find one Nikita, we know you're not a true fan of the podcast because if you've ever listened to this and, and I've heard somebody say, I want to fund a scope every time, that's <laughs> that, that the, is the right get. thing to do. <laughs> but it is actually, yeah, you know, you're correct. It's, not it's just, it's impossible to find one in the ED. Got it. Okay, you have your fluorescein. What are you going to do with it? In their eyeball and get the woods lamp out. Hey, Nurse Barb here. I brought you your woods lamp. Also, go ahead and 
do that if you want to do that. I mean, we want to look for trauma or something, peeling or pooling of the green stuff, fluorescein. Okay, so you try to put the fluorescein in his right eye, and he says, ow, that really hurts. Can you, like, numb my eye up first, please? Oh, I forgot about the numbing stuff. What is it? I have no idea. Your attending comes by and just happens to drop off a bottle of preparacine drops for you to use. Thanks, attending person. You're the best. It's Dr. Yerdo. Okay, so we put that in first, and then we continue putting in the, the highlighter juice. You have highlighted both eyes now after numbing both eyes does it feel better when they're numbed a lot better right now the light still kind of hurts but it, it doesn't feel like i'm getting stabbed anymore so that makes us feel better about like pressure and stuff because that doesn't affect the pressure of the eyes so we don't need to do the puffy thing i don't think can we look at it with the woods lamp sure you look at it with the woods lamp exam and you don't see anything abnormal all right now we need to dilate him and get the uh slit lamp going you're attending dr irido comes over and hands you the tono pen she would like you to check his pressures first tono pen which is just like a little pen type thing and you just like tap it on their eye and it gives you a reading all right tono pen do your magic so you use the tono pen and his pressures so in the right eye his pressure is 22 and the left eye is 20 for your reference normal range is 12 to 22 normal pressure this is good mm-hmm. not as worried about glaucoma or yes any of that cool what do you want to do next nurse barb comes by and is like hey do you guys want to before you dilate his eyes oh visual acuity exam do we have one of those boards in the ed or do i have to get out my little pocketbook and you have to pretend to hold it so there happens to just be a visual acuity board right outside of main chair six. Convenient that they put it right next to the eye exam room. Each check his visual acuity and it is 2030 in the right eye and 2040 in the left eye. Does he know if he's ever had vision issues before? Um, yeah, we're glasses, but it's like a really low prescription. It was this visual acuity exam without the glasses or with them? It was without. So this is probably normal for him. 20 minutes have now passed and your patient says, my eyes are starting to really hurt a lot again. Can I get some more of those numbing, can I get some more of those numbing drops, please? As long as you don't abuse them. Are, we, are you going to give him more numbing drops? Sure. Can you? I don't know. You can do whatever you want. Give him another drop in each eye and he's happy. Is there a certain amount that you can give of that stuff? Like a max? Good question, Bella. Please look it up. That is a good question, Bella. Please look that up with the help of your new assistant producer, Lulu. Hello, my name is Lulu. It's nice to join the EMJC crew. I'll pass it off to lead producer Bella for this one. Bella here. We couldn't find any data on the maximum allowable dose of preparagain drops, but prolonged use may result in permanent corneal opacification and visual loss and is not recommended. Nurse Barb, what do you think it is in all your infinite wisdom? Oh, well, um, I think it's uveitis because I was looking at the attending's uh, computer and it said uveitis on the computer. Do we have enough to call opto now? Can they do you want to call opto? Exam? Do you want wait? I do you want to call up? Question: Do I not want to call up though? Doctor Scarlett, if you want up here, you're the doctor. I think we should dilate. Uh, we should probably take a look in their eyeballs. So. Okay. Yeah. You dilate his eye. All you see on that exam is the redness that you had seen before. Can you use the lamp to look at the retina too? 
The slit lamp. Can we? Is there a fundoscope machine on that table? Doctor E had already searched the entire ED for a fundoscope and could not find one. Do you maybe want to call someone? Time for hot though. Now is the time. <laughs> Hello. This well, is. This hopefully, is I can give you some more information this time. We have a twenty-five year old male is coming in with a little over 12 hours of sharp stabbing pain in both of his eyes. We gave him some preparacaine drops and it felt a little bit better. Um, we were able to look at his eye. There's some erythema around his iris. Um, his pupils were fine. Did a fluorescein test. There was no evidence of any type of trauma. Didn't see anything there. And then we did split lamp test and that was also normal. So we were hoping you could come down and see him. Sure. Mainly Where was the redness in his eye? The iris, but extending a little bit outwards, but not fully covering his entire like eyeball that we could see. Okay, cool. I'm going to find this guy. We don't have one. Him. Yeah, I have something better than that. Fast forward, and the opthe resident has come to evaluate your patient. He does everything that you did, but better because okay. he knows eyes better than you. Everything was pretty much the same until he got to the slip lamp exam, but he actually knows what he's doing. So when he looks, he sees in the right anterior chamber, he sees one plus cell, fine stellate keratic precipitates on the inferior peripheral cornea, and the iris is round and reactive. In the left anterior chamber, he sees cell as well as stellate keratic precipitates in the peripheral cornea as iris is round and reactive. He also sees the limbal flush on the left side, and he sees flare on both sides. Do you guys have any idea what to make me any of English that? what that means? What's we'll flare? Is that later. iris? So the opto resident comes and finds you and says, hey, I saw all this stuff on exam. I also checked the back of his eye. His retina's fine. But all that stuff definitely looks like he's got anterior uveitis. The other thing is when I dilate his eyes to look at the back of him, his pain really improved and uh, his photosensitivity improved too, which probably means he's got anterior uveitis. So we're going to send him home on some meds and have him follow up with us in 24 hours. I'm going to have you guys guess what meds Probably like prednisone drops? And then something to, uh, the, the procainamide drops. So we don't normally, uh, this is, this is Dr. Irido you're attending. We don't like to send people home with those preparacaine drops because then they just numb their cornea and they can injure What's it. The, can we send them home with the dilating drops? That sounds perfect. You send them home with some dilating drops as well as some prednisolone drops at the instructions. Thank you, OptiResident. You're the best. Yeah. The OptiResident also tells you that they want to draw a bunch of weird labs. Those labs include HLA-B27, ACE, lysozyme, TB test, so PPD or interferon gamma, RPR, as well as a chest x-ray. Do you guys have any idea why you're going to well, do all those labs on this guy? is to see if he has any rheumatologic condition that could be causing the uveitis, like a bacterial origin, which is why we're sending out the TB syphilis test. Which other ones are we getting? Chest x-ray, ACE, and lysozyme. So the chest x-ray would help yeah. with that too. Yeah, 
Yes, so your opto resonance says we have to check for all these things that we know can cause anterior uveitis, which includes sarcoidosis, TB, rheumatologic conditions, IBD, and HLA-B27. But most of the time, it's just idiopathic, so they'll probably all come back negative, but we like to test them anyways. And he'll follow up with us in 24 See, hours, lupus. and you can send him home. He didn't drive home, did he? No. I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about he that. He was a couple blocks away. <laughs> He was, he was a couple blocks away. He said his eyes feel great with the dilating drops. Very interesting. He's ready to go home. I hate eye stuff. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Can't say I've treated a single eye condition this whole year. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here not saying much, but there's I would not have been much help, guys. Okay, Kyle, time to teach. All right, so uh, this was not actually a case that I had as someone I treated. It was just me. I had this. I was the patient in this case. One month ago, I had a case of bilateral <laughs> anterior uveitis, and um, you just treated me right now. Horrible experience. Very painful. Don't recommend. Surprise! <laughs> I had to keep. I couldn't keep it in for too much longer, dude. I'd- yeah. So I luckily lived two blocks away from the hospital. My eyes started hurting at eleven. And by 11.15, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So I packed my bag with my eyes closed and I walked to the hospital with my eyes closed and the waiting room was too bright. So I stood in the bathroom in the dark until they called my name back and then they treated me pretty much exactly what happened here, except over the course of seven hours instead of one hour. First thing I wanted to go over is easy way to do an eye exam for anyone who comes in with an eye complaint, since you guys kind of weren't sure exactly what to do. There's six kind of seven things to do. So visual acuity is a great one to do to see if they can actually see. Visual fields, check their pupils for size and reactivity, check the extraocular movements, check the anterior segment of the eye, which is a slit lamp exam, and check the posterior segment, which is the fundoscopic exam, which Obviously, we didn't let you do, but you wanted to, so good job. The other thing is check pressures because glaucoma, bad. And so there's a bunch of things that you want to rule out when people come with these eye complaints. And one of the big ones is glaucoma, which is why you're checking the pressures. One of the other ones, which was the diagnosis in this case, anterior uveitis, big long list. I'm going to link the EM cases from Dr. Hellman who has a great review of all the things to look for. The other ones include Kawasaki disease, temporal arteritis, central retinal artery occlusion, central retinal venous occlusion, optic neuritis, infectious conjunctivitis. There's this thing called Tursen syndrome, which happens in subarachnoid hemorrhage, where the increased intracranial pressure can lead retinal veins to rupture. Definitely not something that was happening here, but I don't know how common it is. Just thought that was kind of cool. I mean, not cool to happen more interesting. I won't call that cool, but let's go over diagnosis and treatment of anterior uveitis. It's going to be super basic because we don't know anything about eyes, so I'm not going to give you an opto review article. (laughs) The big things with this is when you look at their eyes, look at where the redness is. So the picture I showed you, you're kind of focused on that redness on the medial aspect of it, but you really want to look, is the redness surrounding the iris or does it go all the way out to the sides so when it is really in that limbic area right around the iris and then it gets whiter as you move further away the iris is inflamed the other things to look for obviously do your fluorescein with the woods lamp check for any trauma you'll do this lamp exam i don't know how good ed residents actually get with it you're gonna call off though anyways the things you'd see on there are these things called flare and cell the other thing that mentioned in the 
uh, found out was the keratic precipitates. I'll show you guys this. So this is cells in the anterior chamber. So you can actually see the leukocytes mm. in the anterior chamber when you do this little lab exam. Oh, so it's that, literal cells. That's the cell, yeah. It is literal, it's the inflammatory cells in the anterior chamber that you can see. So that's one thing. The second thing is flare. This right here is your, your light beam. And this here, this smoky portion is the flare. That's another thing you see in anterior uveitis. And you see this because of all the keratic precipitates, all the proteins that have been floating around in your eye. Is that a normal finding or is that no, this abnormal? No, is, this is abnormal. This is like one of the key indicators of anterior uveitis. Oh. So those are two big things to look for on slow lamp exam. They'll probably have a normal phonoscopic exam because it's an anterior chamber issue, not posterior. How to treat it, the two things that we did. So the one thing is a cycloplegic, the thing that dilates your eye, because you have inflammation of the iris. And when the iris is super constricted and basamine, it's really painful. So you give something to paralyze it and dilate it, and the pain goes away. And it also helps a lot with the photosensitivity. The other thing is prednisolone steroid eye drops, because that will treat the inflammation. Important thing is you shouldn't do that without consulting op though, because prednisolone eye drops can actually worsen things or cause a corneal ulcer. So let opto handle that. You can give them the cycloplegia because it's just dilating their eyes and treating their pain, but let opto handle the steroids, please. And then up to date had actually a really good mnemonic for when you should call opto. It's just RSVP. The R is for redness and it's not just like, yeah, anyone can get redness from like staring at a screen, but if it's persistent redness, that's something that you might want to consult opto for or at least have them follow up with opto for. S is for sensitivity to light photophobia, like in this case. V is for visual changes. Anything, anyone with changes in vision should see an ophthalmologist. And the P is for pain, which is prominent in acute anterior uveitis. And then kind of as far as what causes it, not so much something you're going to care about in the ED, but one of the big ones is HLA-B27, IBD. Something you should ask patients is if they have a history of any autoimmune disease or if their family does. TB, we know causes it. Syphilis, we know causes it. Sarcoidosis can cause it. The other ones you can do, Adam mentioned lupus. It can cause this. This patient, me, is not very lupusy looking so probably wouldn't just waste your time on that but you can get an ana you can also get an rf rheumatoid factor because that can cause it as well and then the biggest thing is just follow up with opto opto within 24 hours because they're the ones that are gonna be that's like it sucks how long did it last for i mean like once i got the cycloplegics it was done oh the cycloplegics can either be atropine or cyclopentylate once i was dilated they use phenylephrine or opso does they give me that that lasted for a decent while and then when i left i had nate walk me to cvs to go get my prescription <laughs> wasn't it a thing that you guys just could not find yes yeah, so they they were supposed to give me a prescription for atropine and cyclopentylate i would recommend giving them both because atropine is a lot harder to get filled so i showed up they only gave me atropine prescription and i went there and they're like yeah we don't have this Closest one is 30 miles away. <laughs> like That's not helpful. Actual pain pain was probably just gone by the end of that day. And then the photosensitivity lasted probably like four or five days. Wow. I learned a lot this time because it's not about diarrhea. It was about eyes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I completely forgot about that. 
actually. Nikita, every time me, Adam, and Kyle together, for some reason, it's always an episode about diarrhea. And, <laughs> and it's not like we didn't avoid the topic this time. We did talk about how IBD can actually yeah. be related to um, you know, anterior uveitis. Yeah. Oh, man. I learned a lot today, too, actually. I'm really glad that I wasn't one of you guys on this because I would not have done as well, I think. I don't know anything about eyes. Okay, cool. Well, I learned a lot. I think we accomplished our goals. I think the biggest thing that I learned today that I didn't know before was what cell and flare are. Because I don't know why I thought that flare was like the limbal or limbus. That's called limbic flush. Okay, yeah. so limbic flush. Flush, flare, and cell. So flush is the redness around limbus. Cell is literally seeing cells on a slit lamp exam. And then flare is those keratinic precipitates causing like a smoky appearance that are veering off laterally from your line of light. That's what I learned today. How about you guys? I literally, even if I saw this and it was a slam dunk, I'd be like, I don't know what it is. Let's not stop though. Because I'd be too afraid to send them home and then they come back blind. That, that's a good point. Anterior UVS yeah. is actually I think, the leading cause of preventable blindness. I thought, oh, in the U.S., but worldwide, yeah. isn't it like chlamydia? No, gonorrhea. No, it's one of the leading causes. Yeah. I was going to say it was really helpful to walk through the workup and management of the steps to follow and you know, <laughs> being comfortable with making the patient a little uncomfortable if it's going to tell you what you need to know. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things. Sometimes you have to cause a little discomfort and it's worth it in the end. I am taking away from this that you want to do things in a stepwise manner and not just jump to dilating people's eyes, that there's like a very specific order that you can think about things, how to approach this. Because like yeah. just seeing redness in the eye could literally be 5,000 things. I think EM clerkship has a really good workup. EM clerkship EM cases, both good. I'm going to link a couple actual articles, but it, they're like too in-depth to go over in this podcast. But if people want to read them, I'll put them there. I am taking away that this is like kind of counterintuitive for me, I guess. But I thought because of the photosensitivity and the pain that you wouldn't want to dilate the patient's eyes. But I guess that would actually make it better in this case. So that's one thing I'm going to remember. Yeah, it's, that's like an irreversible thing. It seems like we have to do all of like our exam and, and do as much as possible before we dilate the eyes. Because once we do it, there's no going back to pre-dilated eyes. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what did you learn about yourself? What's one thing you learned about yourself? I can walk home blind. <laughs> I learned I I know how to walk to the hospital blind. (laughs) You open your Um, eyes every like 30 seconds to make sure you're not going to fall in a manhole. I don't know. I feel like you've probably done that walk a bajillion times now where it's like you you probably could do that. Medically, I learned what Tursen syndrome is. Very good. Do you have to write your own note? No. I used my own note for that. (laughs) Did you imagine? Open my eyes. Delete, delete, delete. I came in to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just take the template and put everything in first person oh that'd be so i'm complaining of i watch the residents <laughs> observe <laughs> i'm told my eyes don't look good all right let's wrap up the episode guys i learned a lot thank you kyle for getting sick <laughs> thank you adam and nikita for joining us thanks to our producer bella and our new assistant producer lulu for answering any questions that we have All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, if you like this podcast, please share it with two friends and only two. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. I think you have to give us a five-star review on iTunes. If you give us any less, 
it like counts against us for some reason because uh, capitalism, I don't know. And if you're on Spotify, guys, you, you can give us a heart or follow us on Spotify and then send us any emails that you have, any any questions or concerns or anything, really. I, I'm so tired of getting the WordPress update emails on our email. It's all we get is updates. But if you have anything to say to us, please email us at emjccast at gmail.com. We are also available. We have a website at emjccast.com. That's it, guys. That's it. Wait till it's the number one emergency medicine podcast in the country, and then you have everyone emailing you, and Saud wants to be your best buddy and everything. I doubt that will ever happen. I, I hope it will. I would love to be a number one emergency medicine podcast in the country, but we're up against people like Rob Orman and Scott Weingart and and all these like giants. Yeah, but we'll outlive them. So eventually it'll be our time, right? I don't know. You've already gotten anterior uveitis. Are you sure we're going to outlive them? I mean, it's not deadly. Everybody listening to the podcast, we need you to send uh, Kyle all your good vibes. He's a very sick human, like <laughs> sick with all the things, syphilis. His poops aren't good. His poops are bad. That's it. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood med students out. Roll out Autobots. Autobots, roll out. Autobots, roll out. <laughs>